Good afternoon, Sam. Good afternoon, Simon. That's a lovely piece of music. What's that? Uh, this one, I think it was in the top 40. It's called Royalty Free Bass Funk No Copyright by Glenn Siamese. Oh, God, I tell you what, you know, this summer, you know, if you're in one of those um, one of those bars that they have, you know, or one of those, uh, you know, cantinas or, or whatever, I bet you when you go up and get your daiquiri or, your, or whatever, that will be playing all summer long. That will be playing on it, that piece of music. You've got that one pegged for uh, this summer's summer's banger, have you? It is. It is a summer. It is a summer banger, isn't it? Yeah. And um, on the subject of summer bangers, I don't know if you if you're aware of the band Banya Calder, but I mean, uh, I am. Yeah. I've been on I've been on SoundCloud recently, and their song, which is called "Summer Makes Me Come," open brackets down to the beach, close brackets, is an absolute summer banger. I mean, uh, I've never heard anything quite like it before. And it's dedicated um, to, definitely, a, um, isn't it dedicated to like a personified version of summer? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's an extended metaphor. It's very clever. They're a, a Euro pop band straight out of Biggleswade. And um, I, I've never heard anything like it. So I suggest you all get down to SoundCloud, type in Banya Calder and uh, listen to Summer Makes Me Come. Um, it is the most remarkable piece of music I have ever heard. But Banya Calder is quite easy to say, but it might not be so easy for our listeners to spell, especially knowing our listeners. So that's well, that's knowing spelled, our listeners, that's right. Yeah, that's spelled. Would B you like me to spell it out for them? Yeah, I was about B-A-G-N-A. to. B a g n a. Well, I tell you what, I'll do the first word. You do the second word, then yeah. B a g n a. C a u d a. Banya Cowder, that's right. Would we like a little blast of it, maybe? Yeah, we could Perhaps. have a sample, providing it's less than 10 okay, seconds. Well, because copyright. Oh, of course it is, yes. Well, that was 14 seconds so there you go we'll see we'll have to see how we get on with that one yeah, but yeah it's you can tell it's a disco banger can't you you can tell it's a... i can just from the intro absolutely what sort of a week have you had then i've had a mostly pleasant week i can't report anything too crazy nothing's gone wrong nothing's gone right oh i don't <laughs> know about that sounds quite melancholic to start off a, a comedy podcast well i could make something up oh actually no i do um my my girlfriend's decided. Uh, I woke up the other morning and she said, "Oh, uh, I got up really early and enrolled in a in a concreting course." And oh, I yeah. thought I thought you know she was uh, pulling my leg, but yeah. no, she she's paid for and has taken part in a online concreting course for some oh. reason. So that that was that was a nice thing to wake up and then immediately have yeah. told to you whilst you're in that confused state. Well, it certainly shows that your relationship has a strong foundation. Doesn't it? <laughs> Do you see what I did there? I, I did. I really like I it. Sarah will like that. You can tell her that later on. Yeah. You? Well, when yeah. she listens to the podcast. When she listens, when she listens to the podcast, yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, my week's just been crazy. Um, oh, yeah. Because uh, I was walking around, just walking, I was just walking around. Just around. In the village, you know. 
just walking around, you know, just walking around. And I noticed that uh, there was a CCTV camera up on a, a lamppost just around the corner, just while I was walking around. Hmm. And uh, you know what it's like, you know, you see a camera and you just kind of like clown about a bit in front of it, you know. Yeah, just goofing and, off. Uh, just goofing off, yeah. And anyway, I got an email um, uh, about 24 hours later saying, um, hi, we're the uh, people that check the, um, we're the local council and we check the CCTV. Uh, we really liked you kind of goofing about. We wondered if you perhaps you could do that again. Um, oh, yeah. Because it, uh, it got really high rate, really high ratings, you know, and I, I, I kind of said to them, what do you mean ratings? So, well, you know, people that come in the office, they really liked it. So could you do it again? So I, I you know, the next time I was walking around, uh, you know, just walk, not really doing much, just walking around, you know. Just, I, just um, kicking back, I just, chilling. Just kicking back. I was just kicking a can, you know, as they say in the United States of, of America. Um, and so I goofed off again, you know, just did a little bit of a kind of a, you know, a little bit of a dance. And then I got an email 25 hours later saying, yeah, we really, really liked it. We wondered if perhaps you'd like to set a particular time. And what we'll do is we'll kind of mock up some kind of, you know, uh, opening credits and stuff. And then, you know, we'll put an ad break in the middle because obviously, you know, we can, if, if we get these kind of viewing figures, we can actually... Yeah, you know, stick a kind of, Costco advert in it or something. Yeah, stick a Costco advert in the middle. That's right. And so the idea is as I goofed off a bit and then, you know, kind of got the signal again to stop and then started again. And, yeah, so now basically every, uh, every sort of Sunday evening around about 7 o'clock, I do the goof-off show. That's what it's called now. <laughs> and apparently um, I'm getting a shot at um, Take Me Out, uh, you know, on ITV because they've seen my show. Oh, reel of, with of uh, Paddy, off. Yeah. Paddy McGinty. With Paddy McGinty, yeah, doing his thing where he gets young men and women to strip off and pushes them together rather like rutting animals. Yeah, we watch, we watch them mating in the stink of their own sexuality, and um, but on yeah, a, on, a, on a lovely island, on it a lovely has to be island, on an island. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got to be on an island. Yeah, so um, I think all the romance shows nowadays are on some island or another. They are, aren't they? Love Island, um, uh, the 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 history Ireland, of the Roman Empire, Ireland, Ireland's Ireland, got Ireland, talent. Ireland. Ireland's got talent. Yeah, Shutter Island, all Shutter those romances. Island, yeah. Um, you know, all the, all those things. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, that's, that's my week, you know, I've, be, I've become a CCTV star, you know, and of course CCTV is a kind of spying, isn't it? Which feeds in today's theme into today's theme, I should say, which, which is, is spying or spies, spies and spying. Espionage, uh, surveillance, that kind of thing. And I think if I'm right, coming up will be a quiz built around the fictional character of James Bond. Yeah, um, we've got that. We've got a post-it story. We do have a post-it story, yeah. Excellent. And it's and it's about and it's about your days um fighting the spies. Excellent, we'll good. Did I hear them in the background? Uh yes, you did, yeah. I just thought I'd get them out. This is a big block. Oh, you finished the last five off then? I did, yeah. Now I'm onto these green ones. Yeah, I've been I've been doing green, and then it's yellow, then it's uh, purple, then it's orange. So uh, yeah, looking really looking forward to that. We've we've managed to um we've managed to get hold of an unreleased uh, Russian play. Remember oh, yes. we we mentioned it last episode. Um, I'll just get the the name of it was Melodikorov. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and I think we're going to be doing a little bit of acting, aren't we? Yeah, so we're it's... going to perform the play. You'll have to excuse our wonderful accents, though. 
Uh, yes, that's right. And and then we're doing that before the, the we broadcast the um, the two spies having the conversation on shortwave radio. Yes. Yeah, the two spies speaking in code. So we'll have an opportunity to have a go at the accents, and then we'll do them. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. That's gonna. That's that's, that's <laughs> gonna be an interesting, an interesting combination. And then I think we're we're ending with a song, aren't we? Which, uh, if you've checked your messages, uh, you'll know is completely different to the ones we discussed. Oh, okay. I haven't checked my messages because I put no. my phone on silent, so it doesn't ping in the mid. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, so we're not doing the two that we discussed because I don't know the verses. I only know the chorus. Okay. I won't read it out because I don't want to spoil the lovely surprise no. that the Russian spies have got in for us. Yes, that's right. But of course, we pre recorded that interview, so we already know what. It oh, is. yes, we do, don't we? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what are we going to kick off with then? Well, I, we don't often start with a Tisdale. But let's do that. Let's break the trend. Let's buck the fuck out the trend. Buck, buck the fucking trend. So for this week's Tisdale connection, for this week's Tisdale connection, we're off to a strong start. It's quite difficult. You would think it would be very difficult to link Ashley Tisdale to Spies, but I was surprised, Simon. It was actually really bloody easy. Because right, um, okay. all you, it turns out all you have to do is type in mm. Ashley Tisdale, then the theme into like a popular search engine, dogpile, mm. web crawler, that kind of thing. Oh, and yeah, you, can, those ones, yeah. you can find some great factoids about Ashley Tisdale. So... Mm. Um, I looked on YouTube, I typed in Ashley Tisdale spy on YouTube and I found this. So there's footage on YouTube of Ashley Tisdale on YouTube conversing in a park with guess who? Um, The author James Baldwin. No, not the author James Baldwin. It was in fact the stars that were in the hit movie Spy Kids. Remember that one? Oh yeah, and then that they they used to yeah. say like "Holy shit, Tarky mushrooms" and uh, stuff like that, that. That sort of sounds like a swear word, but isn't. But anyway, mm. Ashley's talking to these two spy kids, but then she notices that someone's filming her in the park talking to these spy kids, and mm. and they're they're filming her in secret. So she quickly leaves, and I just thought, wow, this is such an amazing piece because like the layers of irony. Are they're mm. just palpable. I mean, she's being spied on yes. whilst talking to the actors that portrayed Spy Kids, and then she's so aware of her surroundings, which is a skill used by spies, mm. that she realises that she's being spied upon and manages to zip out of frame, which, mm. I, which I just think is possibly one of the best Tisdale connections I've done so far. Uh, it's, I mean, the thing is about Tisdale, she's so meta, isn't she? I mean, it's postmodernism 101. I mean... Yeah, you know, she she's a genre of uh, uh, on her own. Her her life is 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 art, isn't yeah. it? Really, yeah. And and then I sort of thought, you know, this might be a bit much for our listeners, so mm-hmm. I'll give them something that they might actually understand. Uh, she was also part of a mini episode on YouTube called Cosmo Girls Spy, which offers behind the scenes looks at Cosmopolitan's magazine that's aimed at teens. Uh, mm-hmm. She can be seen in the episode posing for a cover shoot or some shit for the uh, September 2007 issue, which is not in my personal collection. 
Good. That sounds fascinating. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed listening to all of that. And uh, good. Let's move swiftly on to the next item then. <laughs> That's how that one will end. Okay. Uh, when improv goes horribly wrong. <laughs> that, that, that could be a new feature, couldn't it? When improv goes it sounds like wrong. one of those shit programs that's on about one in the morning on ITV4. When improv goes wrong. <laughs> Yes. I don't know which bits of that we can leave in, but certainly none of the bits that we just talked about. Should we have a quiz? Please. Excellent news. Right. Okay. I think if it's a quiz, we're going to need a jingle, aren't we? jingle wasn't it yeah what was that about one minute 30 seconds yeah i don't even think that's a jingle i think that's just literally half a, a song isn't a it? feature in itself it is isn't it yeah i don't i won't play the whole thing again at the end so uh, i'll just play the first instrumental 10 seconds of it and then we'll be done and then that. i'll cue it yes so bond quiz james bond james bond the spy james bond the film franchise james bond the man james bond the character james bond the uh the other things beyond that list uh of that i've just done so who is the man james bond what do we know about him sam are you ready to take the quiz i you know i'm i don't think i i, I mean i'm ready to do it but I, I i don't think i've ever seen a bond film all the way through <laughs> Well, this will be interesting then. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, ask you a question and then give you five alternatives. Okay. And you have oh, to okay. guess. Multiple choice. Uh, that would be fine. Yes, that's right. So which of these was not considered as the title of a Bond film? So which of these was not considered? Not considered. Four of right. them were. Four of them were. But one of them wasn't. Okay. So mm -hmm. was it number one? Die of death again. Was it number two, The Golden Shot? Was it number three, Never Say Fanny Again? Was it number four, Die in the Summertime? Or was it number five, Cheeky Monkey? So which of those was not considered as the title of a Bond film? I, I've seen episodes of The Golden Shot. Uh -huh. um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure... 
that 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 wasn't a Bond film, but mm, it could have mm. just been coincidence. That no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in. Is that a thing? Can can you have you got a locking in sound effect? Uh, Quick, quickly, I, quickly, look one up. A locking in sound effect. Okay, uh, hold on a second. Um, <laughs> there you go. That was me locking in the golden shot. Good. So is that your answer then? Yes. Okay. I've locked it in now. I can't. I can't say otherwise. Well, I'm afraid you're wrong because it was Shit. the more it was the more obvious, which is obviously "Die in the Summertime," which, if you recall, was actually the title of a song by the Manic Street Preachers on their album "The Holy Bible." So, oh. "Die in the Summertime" was not actually considered as a Bond film title. So there you go. So oh, that's well. the first question. All right, so uh, you're 0 for 1 at the minute. Um, here's the next one. Which of these actors could have played James Bond? So one of these people, one of these actors could have been James Bond. Which one is it? Okay. Is it, is it number one, Christopher Biggins? Is it number two, Peter Crouch? Is it number three, Joe Pasquale? Is it number four, the man from the Sillit Bang advert? Or is it number five, The Crankies? <laughs> oh, oh, The Crankies. <laughs> Collectively sharing. Yes, oh, The Crankies, yeah. As, as a, they, they come together as a package, you see. So Yeah, in like a long coat. So which of these actors could have played Bond? Actually, spies wear long coats, don't they? they like, do, that's yeah. quite a spyish thing to do, so it's not as silly mm. as it initially sounds. Um, that's right. I believe that... The act. What, what, am I guessing the one that it could have been, or was yeah, the one it could have been? Yeah, you're, okay. you're going to need Consider. to lock in an answer, aren't you? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, can I lock in Barry Scott off the Sillit Bang? Okay, right. Um, I'll I'll play the locking in uh, jingle. Uh, if I can remember which one it was. That sounds a little. It's a different lock, isn't it? <laughs> I can't even get the right jingle properly. Right, I can't even get the right sound effect. Anyway, yeah, um, I have to tell you, you are completely correct. It was indeed Barry Scott, the man yes. from the Silly Bang advert, because of his um, uh, imposing stature and voice, he was seen as the ideal person to take over from Piers Brosnan, but they decided to go with uh, Daniel Craig. And I, I thought, I thought because, you know, the... Um on those Sillit Bang kind of sprayers, I want to call them, but I'm sure that yeah. dispensers, they've got like a trigger, like a gun. Mm. So sometimes yeah. like if, if I'm feeling particularly like um, shit, uh, I'd mm. want to cheer myself up. I'll, I'll like play some spyish music and go clean the bathroom vigorously, but pointing yeah. it around like a gun, like spinning into the shower, that kind of thing, you mm. know, just, just to stop the, stop the thoughts from entering my right mind really about, about um you know how yeah so you got the right answer <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> thanks for adding a little bit more detail on there but you did indeed let's move on to the third question now okay so which of these was not a gadget in a james bond film or book which of these was not a gadget so number one a hat made of waffles mm -hmm. number two an invisible broom. Mm -hmm. Number three, electric eyes. 
Mm-hmm. Number four, an ashtray that turns into an estate car. And, mm. and just let's mark that down, an estate car. An estate. And then, yes. And then number number five, wet wipes. So which of these was not a gadget in a James Bond film? Not a gadget. Four of them were, one of them wasn't. I imagine he would use he would get through the wet wipes because of all the shooting and the blood and the evidence. And as a spy, you want to leave minimal evidence of, mm-hmm. of you being anywhere. Um, yes. I think that... What, what turned into the estate car? Because I remember the fact that it was an estate, but not what... It was an ashtray. An ashtray, an ashtray. that turns into an estate car, yes. So which one are you going for? Which one I'd, of these? I don't think that kind of technology would exist e- even in James right. Bond. It, it's too futuristic. Are you going for the wet wipes? I'm going for the estate car. Are you going for the estate car? Oh, okay, then. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do, I didn't lock it in. Um <laughs> Because you didn't play the sound effect. Are we going for the one that was featured in it or was that it? That was not a gadget. It was not a gadget. Yeah. Well, I think if you you know, if you want to get like semantic, if you if you mm. must, a wet is a wet wipe a gadget. There's no sort of machinery. There's no moving parts. Mm. I think, yeah. yeah, no, I'll go with wet wipe, actually. Lock that okay. one in. Right, we're going to lock that one in then. Here we go. It's the lock-in sound. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that's correct. That was not a gadget. A wet wipe is not a gadget, but all four of the other ones were indeed in James Bond films or books. And if you haven't heard of them, that's because maybe you should read the books. Right, question number four. Where does James Bond live? So uh, uh, in the in the books and in the films, whereabouts does he live? Is it number one in Stevenage near the Glebe? Is it number two under the channel in his underwater hotel? Is it number three in a high-tech gold castle in Switzerland? Is it number four, a caravan in Essex? Or is it number five, a really nice gated community on the Costa del Sol? So where does James Bond live? From as I said, I've never seen it, but I think mm. from a spying perspective, it would be important to be mobile. Mm-hmm. Like you can move your operation around, and if he lived in the caravan, mm. I think he he would just be like a few short bolts away from attaching it to his estate car ashtray and zipping mm. on out of any sticky situation. So I'm going to lock in the caravan. You're going to lock in the caravan. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see you uh, lock that one in first of all. You're right. Yeah, no, I was just locking it in. All oh, right, I was locking it in too. We can't both lock it in. I, I think, think we can. I think that would work. I'm the lock master. I'm the one that locks things in. You can't oh, all right then. If stuff in. If you want to be lock lord of the lock, that's fine. Anyway, you lock were wrong. away. To be honest, I'm quite glad now you were wrong because obviously the answer is he lives in a high tech gold castle in Switzerland. All right, he doesn't live in a caravan in Essex. That would be patently stupid (laughs) i feel suitably ashamed absolutely yeah let's see if you can uh because i think it's two you're two for two now aren't you i haven't really been counting but i think you are two for two now so this is uh your chance to win and win big so what is bond's biggest secret so out of these five what is bond's biggest secret Mm. number one he just wants to chill out with his playstation 4 Number two, he always has a wank after he kills someone. (laughs) 
Number three, he gets M and Q mixed up all the time. Uh, number four, his breath smells of ham. And finally, number five, in the books, he couldn't drive and had to get lifts and taxis everywhere. So which of those is Bond's biggest secret? Is this proper ham? For, is this proper ham like it used to be, like it's more salt than bread. meat or yeah, modern ham? proper ham, yeah. Oh, yeah, proper ham, yeah, no, breaded ham. None like of this watered-down shit that you get nowadays. No, absolutely not. No, oh, that's right. Uh, so is it that? Is M and Q mixed up? The wank? The chilling out with the PlayStation 4? Or couldn't drive? What do you think? What are you going to lock in? What one would he keep a secret? Because he's like quite quite a, uh, a sex symbol, so like the wank thing could seem likely. Yeah. So I don't know if he'd want to tell people that, though. I don't know. No. Um I'm going to go with the M and Q because that would be embarrassing for him. Okay, should we lock that in then? Yeah. Let's lock that in then. Okay, we'll lock that in. God, it's sad, isn't it, that we find that funny? Yeah, I know, but it's like we go we go from like incredible meta humour yeah, all the way down to toilet humour. I know, but that, that's that's why we're so good. That's why we have such a loyal following, I think. That's why um, we're so confusing. Yeah, unfortunately, that was the wrong answer. Uh, the answer was that in the books he couldn't drive and had to get lifts and taxis everywhere. So, oh. um, so that that is it. So, unfortunately, you didn't win, but uh, I thought you played really well. And um, you know, well, thank you. Good thought processes there, medal and omission. So, yeah, I thought you did really well. But maybe next time, consider all of the answers before you uh, before you lock anything in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's right. So let's uh, come out of this with the jingle. Hello, my name is James Bond. Bond. But what do you know about me? I'm a secret spy, so it's quite hard to know anything at all. But what do you know? Do you know anything? Could you take part in the quiz that comes after this jingle? Well, can you? I don't think you can. So have a go at my special James Bond quiz and see if you can answer any of the questions that are given to you. And if you can, you will win the ultimate prize, which is the first prize. So I think that about wraps it up. You know everything now, or do you? And of course, there's the quiz. So have a go at it. Jolly good luck. And I'll see you later. Bye. Right then. So that was the quiz. That worked really well, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah. I thought the, lock, the locking in sound was my favorite part was it that that was your favorite bit of the whole thing yeah the bit i made up on the spot yeah as opposed to the bit i spent about 15 minutes writing i've never seen a james bond film i i <laughs> spies just escape like as a thing as a concept it just escapes me apart from yeah. when i was really young i think it's like a, a young person's thing spies yeah, I think it. I think it's you know spies are, are not everyone's um, cup of tea, are they? So uh, no, 
And if and if it was, it'd probably be poisoned with some kind of radioactive stuff, wouldn't it? Because spies it do that be, yeah. to people's tea. Absolutely. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna note that down on a post-it just so I remember what we've just said. Why? Well, I'm just prompting you into doing the next bit. Which is, is oh, it, oh, is sorry. Post-its next. <laughs> yeah. Do well, I was, I, was, again? I was going to ask you something about. Um, that I'm a little bit interested in because as a child I used to play spies I remember it really vividly on the playground I was oh, just right. wondering sorry, yeah. if if I was a weirdo or if like, other people used to play spies as kids and just act like a general bully no I used to play at spies I had the secret agent's handbook and I read it from cover to cover and I was always doing all sorts of spying things you know dressing up in a, a big coat with a big collar and going around you know um, having secret conversations with people and stuff so yeah I um I had a uh, I had this pen that could write in a you could only see the writing in UV, um, but oh, yeah. th- it was it was marketed as a spy pen and I thought oh this is fantastic I'll definitely get one but yeah. there was one problem with its design because I used to write all these secret messages about mm-hmm. people at school in it and this is me being about nine years of age oh, my yeah. little brother found the pen and the problem was that the UV light that you would reveal the writing with mm-hmm. was actually the lid to the pen it had an led in it oh that's amazing so if you if you found the pen that it was written in then you would be able to decipher everything and the pen came with the pad that said top secret messages in it oh, so it, that's amazing it was really really easy to decipher and then yeah. I, I remember doing this other weird thing uh, i this this is it, uh, this probably shows all kinds of problems with me as a young boy but i was convinced that yeah. I had a chip in my head that some that my parents could listen to what I was saying at school, and really, yeah, to the point right where this yeah. is really. Are you allowed to say Beep. mental? I don't think you are. No, okay. we could we could bleep it out if you yeah. want to do. Yeah, well, I'll just okay. say this was unhinged. Um, yeah, I used to believe that to the point yeah. where I would. I would be on my own and I would say something like, oh, if your parents got one of those listening devices too, oh, maybe they've been crossing over because I'd been saying something like I'd been moaning about my parents at school and then yes. I would try and trick them by saying, oh, your parents have got one of those chips in your head too, like as if that would explain it away. And yeah. I, th- I I don't know. I mean, is, is this the kind of thing that you should confess on a comedy podcast? <laughs> I think you just have, haven't you? So uh, I think you, you've outed yourself in that respect. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I see a, a modern parallel with the idea that you, um, you know, you say something near your phone <coughs> and then like five minutes later you get a, an advert, you know, appearing. So, for example, I, I might say really great deals on, um, on uh, you know. Um, uh, San Pellegrino. Yeah, San Pellegrino or two packs of, um, you know, 300 gram Cheetos bags. Yeah. Um, and then five minutes later, I'll get a Costco advert explaining to me that there are incredibly great deals on boxes of San Pellegrino or two 300 gram Cheetos bags um, at, at, at a reasonable £6.50 um, without any VAT on at all, um, which wow. I think is actually viable now. I think if you go down to your Costco now, you can get those deals. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know in my luck, Simon, I'd probably yeah. say something like, oh, I really fancy two packs of 300 grams Cheetos. And then the advert that would come up would be for a rap album. Well, it might be, but it was I think a two pack. Only... Do you see what I did there? It was. A... Oh, I see what you mean. He's he's the dead rapper, isn't he? Yeah. Well, allegedly um... dead. 
Well, allegedly dead. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because uh, I, I had a, a Twix the other day and I, um, uh, you know, and I unpeeled it in it, the, um, the contents. And yeah. then I threw the, you know, the sort of bag kind of thing on the floor. And, and that was a dead wrapper too. But yeah, it's only thirty-two pound a, a year to uh, to to become a member of Costco. So I I would definitely recommend that you uh, um, that you tried that out, and then you can get great deals like the ones I still I, just I still haven't I still haven't um, got my membership, but I, I'll I'll mm. consider it, and then maybe if we do another like a uh, item in next episode about it, I might consider it further. Absolutely, you, you do that, Sam. Right. So we've covered my childhood fears of being surveilled. Uh, I admitted to my secret UV pen. Shall we do the post-it notes then? Yes, yes, I think we should do, definitely. People send in emails about Simon's past, and most of them involve a post-it note. Okay, Simon, we've had an email in. Um, oh, yeah. I think, interestingly enough, this week's email comes from a couple. Well, I, pr- I presume it's a couple because their email uh, address has got both of their names. All oh, right. So, yeah. um, Raj and Tina have the following to say. Oh, yeah. Simon, when you worked as a security agent at our mm. uncle's underwater compound in the 1960s, you mm. used a range of techniques to stop charming British spies from stopping his, from stopping his shark weaponizing operation. Mm-hmm. The first few years, you were viewed as a superb employee because of your inventive ways of killing trespassers and your ability to come up with witty one-liners to poke gentle fun at their demise. Mm. For instance, when you killed an English spy with a large drill, you said, what a boring way to go. (laughs) However, however, after a few years, Mm. your relish for violence waned and you mm. began to talk more about leaving the evil security business and getting a 1.7-litre Ford Zodiac. Mm. The final straw was when a spy was snooping through the air vents and dropped down into a corridor whilst you were on patrol. You took off your bowler hat and frisbeed it at the spy's neck, but he protected mm. his neck with his hands, and it gave him just a small cut. We shouted over to you, I thought your hat had some kind of razor-sharp rim, like in Peaky Blinders or Oddfeld and Blowjob but you ran off saying it's a paper cut on his hand from the rim of my post-it notes hat. And then you got the sack for being shit. Is it truth or bollocks? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm afraid to say it's complete bollocks. It was wildly entertaining and, uh, oh. and I did laugh, but I'm afraid none of that is true. Um, for I, uh, I, I was two years old by the end of the 1960s. So I'm afraid, uh, that couldn't possibly have happened to me. What was the name of the program? Odd Job and Blow Job, was it or something? Um, I think the, char- the characters are James Bond characters, Oddfeld and Blow Job. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, that's right. Yeah, no, they are uh, Bond characters, yeah. And the um, Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Oh, do you know, I've heard so much about that. I've never seen it. It's about, it's about people from Birmingham that um, cut you with razor blades that come out their hat, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a superhero thing. I don't, I don't watch it. I've I don't know how they. Season two is maybe right. Really? What season two? I can't understand how they can sustain an entire season of, of episodes just from people going hello, and then they get a razor blade out to the head with it. How? I mean, how many times could you do that in one episode before it got well, boring? I believe it gets the name Blinders because they 
cut your eyes with the razor blades that and it's horrible. hidden in the peak of the hat yeah that sounds horrible what i mean how how do you sell that as a show i mean it's just awful, well isn't I, it? I think it's just a collection of sketches where that could be one of the outcomes so doctor doctor i i feel you know like i have this pain in my leg um what do you think i should do and then he whips out a razor blade and cuts the person's eyes yeah, and then the next episode, it's like, Doctor, Doctor, my eyes are leaking vitreous humour everywhere, and he does yeah. it again. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. That sounds very yeah, much a, like Shandaloo, doesn't it? That's very, yeah. Louis, that's very Boonwell, isn't it? Very Shandaloo. Yeah, yeah just get some ants coming out of his eye or something as well. Yeah, which, which of course, symbolises sexual desire in surrealist painting, so... Uh... You know, you'd get more bang for your buck, really, wouldn't you, for that? Uh, hey, I think they used a was, was it a cow a cow cada- cadaver? Do cows have cadavers, or is it a corpse, a body? No, they didn't use a cow because a cow isn't actually physically able to cut somebody's eyeball with a razor because it doesn't fit in their, <laughs> hoof. In their hoof. You see, so they actually used yeah. a person to do the slicing, but it was uh, in fact a, it was in fact a cow's eye that they used for the slicing. So. Yeah. Uh, but not a cow not to actually do the slicing. That, that yeah. would have been really surreal, wouldn't it? It, yeah, it would have been too far, wouldn't it? I, do you know, I feel like a bit of drama now. I feel like a bit of, of acting and drama. Yeah. Maybe maybe we could uh, read out that. What a link. Maybe we could read out the uh, play. Yeah, we, we could do. I, I think, I'm pretty certain that we have a recording of the play done by two people, Sergei and Alexander. And they're they're actually rather interesting characters that we'll learn about after we've heard them do the play. Okay, is that how is this being marketed? Yeah, that's how this okay. is going to work. Yeah, all right. I mean, we're not making it making it up as we go along, but I think that's what we that's what we were going to do, wasn't it? That these two people were actors as well as spies. So yes, that's right. I'll Sergei, play the jingle, Sergei and Ser- Alexander. Yeah, I've, I need, just need to quickly remember which one I am, and then I'm Brigade and Jet Ski, aren't I? That's right. Jingle time. Good. Melodicals. You must help me, Melodikorov. The brigade is in search of me. But why? What have you done to displease the brigade? It began from the spring. I planted the forbidden seeds in my allocated allotted allotment against the brigade's kind advice. Foolish Brechny, are you aware that the brigade's punishment will not be a swift one? I need to peat some of your brigade-permitted grey liquid. Thirst has appeared in my throat as I ran to you immediately. Once they have hosted their pushkas, they will appear at your brigade-allotted allotment and will cement it so that your young will not survive winter. Take this to drink. Thank you for this. May the brigade be understanding of your kindness. You must plead that you did not know my sad story. I will soothe Brigade with my instrument. How do you know that they know? Do they know that you know they know? I was ready to harvest the forbidden orange parsnips when I dug up a Brigade microphone in my allotted allotment. May I have some new bread? 
understood and you return the soil to its undisturbed way, the brigade may not find it that way. I did not think so. My mosque was thinking only of the brigade. I took the colorful vegetable with me. Here. Here. Schwat this. It is not the new bread. It is the old bread made with flour and no leaking like this new brigade bread. It is easier to store that way. This is the reason you must not cry if you stay. You will leave evidence like the new bread. The brigade will no doubt hear the loud recordings and notice the microphone is unearthed. Oh, oh, oh. You will leave evidence as Tierzhetsky. Stop and have no fear of the brigade. I have a plan for when they arrive. You must hide the body before they hide your body in shallow grave. Seven minutes pass and a knock is heard on Melodikarov's front hatch. If you are the brigade and have hands on the triggers of your pushka, there will not be a need for this. We see that Jetski has tampered with our brigade surveillance devices. This is understood as an... Oh, no. This is understood as an admission of his guilt, and his claim is growing on the colorful vegetables. Then why do the brigade arrive in my hatch and not his one? His running allowed him to arrive here, Mr. Molotikov, and the brigade will now open your hatch for you. We feel sold and are thankful, but a crime has been committed, and the brigade will administer a punishment. It is not. Is it not true that your small writing? Is it not true that during a dispute of two crimes, the brigade will only punish the perpetrator with the highest state-rated crime? If a man shot me and I stabbed him for this, the gunman would be the one facing the administering of a punishment? Duh! Then I ask you, the brigade should leave. Why? Our dispute is with you. We simply were in possession of colorful vegetables. You on the Avaruk admitted that you were soothed by its music, which to enjoy a forbidden vegetable makes a brigade the committer of a greater crime. Have your evidence? <laughs> No, come on, have your evidence. Give me the evidence. I fashioned the colorful vegetable into an ocarina and took no pleasure in doing this. Oh, shit. It appears that the rules of your own making have been used against you. Oh. Oh. Is there oh. a jingle to take us off? Oh, yes. Well, it was amazing, wasn't it? That was yeah. that was that was really uh, something, wasn't it? <laughs>
convincingly put together, I think. I, yeah, and I, I thought that the way that the actor pronounced the word brigade in um, in so many different ways was, uh, yeah. was remarkable, I think, yeah. I didn't really think that the word brigade came up that much in it until they really <laughs> overemphasized it. That that was, uh, I have to say, that was remarkable. It was remarkable. The true uh, piece of drama. It was, yes. Now then, uh, it, I think perhaps we need to hear... Um, a little bit of the uh, uh, the two men who were actually um, in that play that we've just heard, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Otherwise, I'll lose the act. And uh, yeah, that's right. Well, now we're in the swing of it. I think this is an edit point, really, isn't it? Now yeah. we're in the swing of it. I think it would be worth uh, doing it. But just on a slightly technical note, do you have any uh, uh, radio static to play underneath the conversation? Uh, I. Uh, yeah, um, I do because I've, oh, I've got. Yeah, I haven't heard it yet. I'm literally about to play it now, but uh, I don't know what's the longest loop you've got because I've got a two minutes and thirty five seconds. Mine's one minute and eighteen seconds. We could play them together, couldn't we? Mine sounds like this, just like that. Mine sounds like this. All right, let's let's do them together, but we'll make this an edit, okay? Yeah. Right. So let's introduce um, this, which we captured because we're both shortwave radio buffs, aren't we? We are. Yes. I love Citizen Band. That's right. And we managed to capture by dialing around on shortwave radio a conversation between two Russian spies. Yeah. And so we'll present it for you exactly as, as we heard it, as we recorded it. And, uh, and this is exactly, just exactly what it sounded like. Okay, we'll we'll hit the play button now. Hello, is that Alexandra? Is that Alexandra? Are you receiving is, me? Is this Citizen Sergey? Yeah, it's Sergey Plenikov. Hello, is that Alexander uh, Topinsov? No, it's Alexander Sokimov. Oh, I always used to get your name wrong in the Institute. It is so wonderful to hear you again, Alexander. Thank you very much. Typical of you, Sergei. I know. How, how have you been keeping all of these years that I, I have not seen you for so long? I've been drinking Baileys and rum cokes. Oh, that is my favourite combination. In Moscow, where I live, I love to drink the Baileys and the second one you mentioned just now. It they is are my favourites. It is one drink. Baileys, <laughs> rum and coke. Is it? I particularly like Skittles vodka. That is my favourite. I uh, I got the recipe from Jamie Vardy, who is the fam famous Premier League footballer for Leicester City. And uh, he gave me the recipe uh, in, in code, of course. My recipe was given to me by Jimmy Inovich. Was it? You come slightly Scottish there. <laughs> That's right. It must be the shortwave radio making your accent go strange. Or the Bailey's rum cook. I got it from my friend Inovich. Yes. <laughs> I think you are in danger of going Scottish. So we will make this section quite short. Um, so I, I will bring you up to speed with me. I, I obviously, I attained the rank of Lieutenant Colonel in KGB, and I am now retired. 
Uh, I live in apartment block in Moscow where I spend my time sitting on DFS sofa watching episodes of Are You Being Served on Repeat and uh, loving it much. That is what I do. And drinking Skittles vodka all the time. I have been working towards um, the goal and I have been also about selling the DFS yes. sofa from shipment of UK, closing down sale DFS oh. for rubles, many of them, uh, to oh. locals and people far off, oh, which is, is my contact, people far I off. Uh, people far off. Yes, I, I remember that you had a predilection for the DFS sofa. You know, I like the, 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 the feel of the footrest coming up between my legs when I am sleepy. And uh, that is my favorite kind of DFS sofa. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, do you still like to be spy? Are you still spying, uh, doing surveillance and all, I, all of that shit? I have been keeping abreast of the surveillance. <laughs> and... <laughs> have you been living in Glasgow for some time? I have not. I got it now. I've got Scottish now too. Oh no! It just proves what good spies we are. We can dip in and out of accent with tremendouses, which oh, is my Alexander. Which, yes, yes. Which is my friend, tremendouses. Oh, yes. I remember in Institute in KGB in uh, Moscow, where I learned to do different accents and uh, Scottish was like the one which I enjoyed the most. That was my favorite accent, the Glasgow and the Aberdeenshire accent. That, that one, but, yes. Rich, I've come back on CB Citizen Band DFS Radio to contact the Aberdeen KGB. KGB, oh yes, the Aberdeen branch of the KGB, very Scottish. But Sorry, I mean DFS, local brand DFS. DFS. Oh yes, DFS, D of course, not KGB. And uh, yes, um, of course, I yearn for era of symmetric key cryptography, as you know. And uh, I, I, uh, I was uh, very big in KGB with the. Uh, uh, that's not working anymore. Uh, and uh, with the use of the uh, of uh, the transcripts of "Are you being served?" episodes as special key in order to decode messages. Excellent. Uh, you remember the uh, exchange between Mr. Lucas and Mrs. Slocum, where she says in episode three of season one, "In fact, that's how I met my husband during an air raid." The bombs were raining down, and I saw his face lit by an incendiary. He threw me on the on my face and said, "Look, here comes a big one." And then Mr. Lucas replies, "I suppose there wasn't much time for chatting in those days." That was the special key that translates as the plans for the Blue Streak telemetry guidance systems are hidden in exhaust parts for Deutschfahr A forty six SV tractor in lockup in Landsberger Strasse, Berlin. Ah, You'll remember that. I remember how they would use sitcoms to tell Russian code. But you tell oh. me this. Yes, you, I will tell you this. I will you, tell you. Ask away, ask away. What, what, was, what, was, what was the Mrs. Slocum's pussy code for? 
<laughs> Sorry, could you repeat that? The accent went slightly with the shortwave radio. I did not catch what? that. Say it again. What was the code for Mrs. Slocum's posy? <laughs> Mrs. Slocum's posy? <laughs> yes. What, 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 was, what was Mrs. Slocum's posy code for? Uh, Alexander, it has been many years. You'll have to explain what palsy is. It is called for her vagina. Oh, now you now now I am in the same ballpark as you. Oh, yes, yes. Um, we are voting in the same thingy. Yes. Um, the, it was uh, the uh, it was uh, uh, it was uh, blueprint for bomb. So any time the mention of the palsy, as you say, it was a, uh, it was a blueprint for a special weapon of nuclear thermonuclear device and uh, that and and so on. So, so when uh, I say my new aftershave uh, is is making my palsy go crazy, is mean yes. is mean uh, bomb bomb going mad. Yes. Mad. Oh, yes, you're mad. Yes. And uh, uh, so, of course, yes, uh, uh, that was how special key was used in KGB in, uh, in Moscow during the Cold War. But, you know, I am retired now and uh, I love to sit on DFS sofa and look at my collection of butterflies and, uh, <laughs> and my collection of lunch boxes. And you know, I love to ride in transit van and pick up antiques, and uh, I, I also love blondes with large front areas. Oh, the the large frontals very important. Oh yes, it is in Moscow. It is very cold, and large front is always bone in and, cold weather. And in good flotation in good... ice cold water situation. Hey, Alexander, would, yes, you okay. would you like to sing a song with me? After I, after I tell you this, I am getting job uh, now as I have yes. retired KGB. Um, I'm using KGB, my surveillance yes. skills to, to, oh, yeah. um, to catch people out from British Broadcasting Company uh, television license surveillance van. That is lovely. How are, how are you doing that? Is that with Palsy? I've got big antenna. Big antenna. Oh, powerful in, in, antenna. Powerful. In, in Moscow, when it is cold, antenna is very small. And, and the smaller one in England is called N5. They have antenna and N5. Oh, <laughs> if I had, you know, if I had Dixie Horn, I would play it at that point. But unfortunately, in Moscow, we are not allowed American horns. No. Yeah, you know, you know, in Moscow, they, we are not allowed to say certain words. You know, I am banned from saying I was. I am not allowed to say pissy bum. I, I do not know why, uh, but they, but in Moscow, this is not allowed. You are not allowed to say this word. I do not know why. It must be code for something else. Yes, but we are allowed to say bossy, bossy, but not pissy bum. So, would you like? Now you have done your material. That was. Would you like, would you like to do a song? Yes, but I cannot remember what song. Oh well, have you? Are you familiar with the with the song with the sounds of Taylor Swift? 
<coughs> yes. Oh, well, then you will like to have a bit of Shake It Off, which who I thought was originally a Russian surname. <laughs> but did you? Oh, I got the last Shake It Off. And uh, so I chose this song as I thought it would be appropriate. Top fun. Here it comes. Yeah. I stay out the way. I got nothing on me today. That's what people say. That's what people say. And then something else happens. And I'm looking at the lyrics now. At least that's what people say. That's what people say. Oh, and I keep closing. Yeah.
thought we were good last week. We did, didn't we? Yeah, we just lost it to the end. Fuck me, oh, that... Alexander, that was lovely to hear oh. from you. Anyway, I will put on loop of static again. It's been say, too many years. Yes, it's too many years. Yes, we should do this again in a hundred thousand years, and uh, it will be lovely to hear to speak to you again. Okay, bye, Alexander. Goodbye there, Sergey. Goodbye. <laughs> Lovely to hear from you again. I'm going. I'm fading. I'm, I'm going. Bye. Well, that was fabulous, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I mean, two spies on the shortwave radio. Wow. Yeah. That, That's yeah. just incredible, isn't it? It's just no telling where that was going to go. No. <laughs> no one could have no. predicted that. It was extraordinary, wasn't it? An extraordinary piece of uh, improv there. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. That was... Um, that that was that really, wasn't it? <laughs> it certainly was something. It I, was, wasn't it? Yes. I can't think of, and like, I think we're getting worse, aren't we? We there was a time when we started getting better, and now yeah. we've. It's like sort of. Like, I think our comedy mm. followed the the arc of the the COVID Corona Poke Polar virus, didn't it? Because there was a time where it seemed mm. really funny, and our accents were on form, and <laughs> yeah, we've plateaued now, haven't we? Yeah. We have. I think people are going to relax social distancing now and um, things will get back to normal and, and that's it really, isn't it? Just like we've relaxed our accents. I mean, there's no need to stick rigidly to the rules of Russian no. accents, for instance. They're sneaking a bit of Irish, maybe even some Jamaican, some Scottish. Yeah, no, we won't do Jamaican, no. We'll definitely, definitely keep it with, with the with the, the home countries and so on. But yeah, um, yeah. no, that no, was an extraordinary. I, I'll, I'll be looking forward to listening back to that again. Yeah, and, um, and wondering what, where it all went, and what were we thinking? What were we thinking? Yes. <laughs> anyway, I think sometimes you do have to sort of go out on the limb, don't you? You do. Um, and I noticed in the middle of that, someone called Berry tried to call us, uh, but we didn't answer their call. Maybe they wanted to join in, uh, but no, they've they've gone now. Oh right, I wonder why that was. Because uh, you know, what was it when we were trying to do? Uh, Taylor Swift song in about five different accents. Yeah, I think I, th I think that's like a YouTube challenge, isn't it? Like a hundred accents in one song. Yeah, I think we were definitely up 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 in the high eighties there. I think, weren't we? Yeah. We should so, uh, get Guinness to listen to this and see if they can offer us a world record, or at the very least, uh, yes. get Shame we weren't able to get Pulsey in there at any point. Yeah, in the Pulsey, Pulsey. That is just no accent at all. That's just literally no accent. There is no country on earth where anyone ever says, Paul C. Paul C. Yeah. But it worked, didn't it? It, it, was... did, it did work, yeah. It, it had comedy value. Mrs. Slocum's Paul C. Anyway. That's fine. I... It's fun to say. We're going to have the listeners, like, when they're out jogging, listening to this. They're just going to be like, oh, it's fun to say. Paul C. Well, I wonder what next week's show's going to be. I mean... It's uh, it's hard to know where to go from from spies to where. So maybe one of our listeners might be able to suggest a uh, uh, um, uh, a theme for next week's episode. Well, we might have to start reviving old topics and doing part twos and best ofs and origin stories like the superhero films do. Well, I think we're certainly going to have to revive the Scottish um, one because I think we've certainly revived it slightly during that last performance, haven't we? Yeah, and we'll we'll say it was like an Easter egg. We've given the listeners a hint at what's to come, and then we go, "Oh, they did, they did uh, a link about Scotland last week, and we forgot, and now it's a treat." 
Well, it's interesting because uh, um, one of our listeners, Easterly Witch, has suggested Canada so that we do a themed episode on Canada. Bye, Simon. Bye, bye Sam. See ya. <laughs>